favorite, one of your favorite parts of the week. It's Mark. And Marco. Uh, bringing you that podcast that brings that positivity to your day. So let's sit and relax. Let's talk. Mr. Marco, that always sounds so genuine and so beautiful. And you know what? Let's just do that right there. Let's let's talk. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Thank you so much for, for joining us in this journey, this adventure kind of that we've taken uh, along here with Mr. Marco on that other end. Hey, bro, it's always a pleasure, man, connecting and, and doing this with you, bro. How are you? I'm doing fine, Mark. I'm doing really good. Just, you know, living the dream right now. How you been, bro? You know, it's, uh, what can I say? Um, I'm right now just kind of processing and still going through that, those, those steps, right? Kind of like now that we've jumped into like the real life, right? We, we finished school yeah. and now we're here like on the field actually like doing it now, bro. It's, you know, uh, bro, it's beautiful. Of that, man, and speaking of that, the thing I heard last time, you know, last time we, we talked, you got your, uh, your registered associate number, man. How does that feel? How does how have you been adjusting to that new life? Man, you know, uh bro, it, to be honest, man, it's it's a beautiful thing, you know. To me, it feels uh at, at first it was surreal, and then once reality hits and, and you're at the job site and like now you're you're working on getting the, the registration number out putting it into the system you know now for me where i'm at i'm, I'm not a trainee anymore now i'm like a, a mental health therapist a clinician now um you know it's just it's amazing because uh, of course now with that comes a lot of responsibility now you know mm-hmm. a lot more uh, a lot more duties but you know this is this is what we this is what we went to school for <laughs> and to actually like be experiencing it it's it's surreal and it's amazing and overwhelming and a lot more, you know, just to add to that, but it's beautiful overall. <laughs> oh, I mean, that that's straight honesty right there. You know, I also <laughs> heard through the through the grapevine there that you're preparing to take your first uh, intake, man. How does that feel doing that for the first time as an associate? You know, it's like I said, you know, um, uh, as as they say, kind of in that part of like, you know, kind of the first time you do it, you know, it's like the emotions and everything that's just going through your head and, and how how much you're going to mess up and how like not good you're going to do your job, but everything. But, you know, it, it's exciting. I just want to kind of uh, honestly, I just want to get it over with so mm-hmm. that I could just keep going, you know, because it's like it's it's a little, you know. We hear it, you know, kind of like the first, like you say, like intake, right? When you kind of have your first introduction with the client, kind of just get all the basic information and put all the stuff in the system and all that. So, you know, just just looking forward, looking forward to it. <laughs> Bro, um, I mean, it's got to feel amazing to be able to get to that point where you're you're ready to take that that first client. You're ready to be like, you know what? Yeah, this is me. This is what I'm doing from now on. And, and now I got the title to really back it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marco, it's, it's you know, again, it's still like, I, I still don't think I've been able to do that full transition yet from like school to like now, like actual life. Like this is real. Like, like we're therapists now, you know, I'm still kind of like, you know, like, ooh, feel like I'm still dreaming a little bit but you know it's it's beautiful because you know 
uh, once you start seeing already, like you mentioned in the last episode, right, some of the fruits of your labor, um, especially like this quick, you already start seeing some stuff mm-hmm. that like we're actually putting into this, you know, like we're actually putting something, a seed or whatever it is into this world. It just feels amazing, not just as a as a man, like as a person, but like now as like a therapist, it's just it's an amazing feeling, dude. Yeah, man, I can definitely second that. Just the fact that it's amazing to be able to touch so many lives and 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 hope that you're providing them with what they need on their journey. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because sometimes, like, um, I don't know if, if if you have these thoughts, but sometimes, you know, you kind of have like that 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 doubt, right? You kind of have like that doubt, like, am I doing good enough? Am I, am I going to be smart enough? You know, am I, you know, you kind of look over to your left, you look over to your right, you see others that have been there for a minute, or you see others and you see how good they are. You know, you kind of like start doubting yourself a little bit, right? Um, but that is that battle sometimes that we have to fight within. You, you know, know? Man, and, and I think they call that uh, imposter syndrome, right? Uh-huh. It's that whole... Uh am I good enough to do this? Is this really what I should be doing kind of feeling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And with you, Marco, what do you think? What What does it work for you? Kind of like as in going through that transition from like student and those moments when you had those doubts, if you had any, because, you know, just saying, but or those moments now, like as a licensed associate marriage and family therapist, like, how do you deal with those with those moments personally? You know, man, um, I don't think my transition was as, I'm going to say heavy as yours, because you went from one, one company, one location, one site to, you know, where you're at now. I kind of just transitioned quickly from my practicum site with preschool services with my supervisor to now my supervisor's private practice. So like there wasn't a lot of like actual change. It was just like, Oh, these are the forms you have to complete now to get hired on. (laughs) Everything's kind of still the same. You're still running your private practice for the most part. The only difference now is I have to, I have to put everything into simple practice and I have to actually build now, you know? So I I think with that, there wasn't a lot of issues with me changing like transition wise, but man, you talked about, do I sometimes have those doubts, bro? I have those doubts every day, every day, every day, oh. every day. I doubt my man. Am I, am I doing the right thing here? Is this what I really want to do? Is this, is this, is this what's going to help somebody? Like, like that, that's my whole mind process. Like, am I ever going to get to that point where I'm, I can walk in, diagnose somebody and like, three sentences and be like, yep. All right. This is what we're going to do now. Like, am I ever going to get to that point? But then I think about it, man. And I'm like, you know what? If I was that confident to diagnose somebody or to, to even say, you know what, in three sentences, I can tell you what your issues are. Uh-huh. I don't think I would be, be providing the best service to anybody. Hmm. I think that doubt makes me strive to be better because I'm, I'm sitting here, man. And, and, I just put my office together, right? My home office. I just redid everything, you know, um, made in my own little space. And I started putting books on my bookshelf and I'm just like, all right, let me see what I can read here. Let me see what I can find stuff here because 
I want to be better. And I want to get to the point where, like, I still have those doubts. But I'm okay with having those doubts. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with being just good enough in that moment to truly help somebody. Yeah. That's very that's very profound in, in that part because it's sometimes hard, right, to accept. It's sometimes hard to kind of like, we feel like sometimes looking at stuff like that and looking at things like we're thinking we're bringing ourselves down and, and it's bad to to kind of allow yourself that that grace, right? I, I, I see, I'm hearing like, to allow yourself that grace. I mean, I don't know if I would call it grace, but, you know, just allow myself to, I don't even know how to call, like how to put words to it. It's like being able to allow myself the ability to fail. Because mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the one thing they always tell us in, in school and everything else? That even the wrong intervention is better than no intervention? Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes the wrong interventions to be able to to take them off the list, right? Mm-hmm. Or to take that off the, okay, cross that out. So it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that. And yeah, that is, that does bring a very good point, right? Um, would you say that's something that is necessary? Not just in the work environment, but how about like, let's, let's switch that over to like, to like real life, personal life. What do you think? Oh, are we talking about the interventions themselves and using the wrong one? As in like failures, right? Like oh. doing things and, and crossing them off the list. You right? know what, man? And I, I'm a firm believer that it doesn't matter how many times it takes for you to fail to be successful. And the only mm-hmm. way you're going to be able to learn how to be successful is by failing. Yeah, that is that is so clear. It's so true because hopefully, right? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We don't always learn from all of our mistakes, right? <laughs> we don't, preach, brother, preach. Right? We don't we don't always learn, right? <laughs> but, but, well, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna make that me. I'm gonna make that this is a me thing, okay? This is a me. It's a me statement. I or I statement, my bad. I mean yeah. I statement. I don't always learn from my mistakes the first time. Maybe the second or third, okay? But, but, hey, let's not push it that far, right? But that's something that, like, yeah, like, those mistakes, right? Like, they're, it's negative, right? Of course, there's a negative connotation to it, Mm -hmm. right? But it's also a good thing, right? That's true. And as, like, as we hear, like, as we hear, like, these stories and like these uh factors like these situations that are occurring in the lives of people around us and in their own lives right of like our shortcomings or our failures or the things that we're doing wrong right mm-hmm. when we hear that as therapists now now what do we hear what do you hear mr marco when you hear failures when you hear things that are going wrong when you hear all this stuff like as therapists now what do you what do you hear Learning opportunities, bro. I, I honestly like I, I when we're talking about therapy and we're talking about that way, I hear someone like 
I tried to do this and it didn't work, my mind automatically goes to, okay, so did the whole thing not work or was it a portion of that? And if it's a portion of that, what can we tweak? What can we adjust to make it actually be successful? Oh, that didn't work? Okay, let's turn around. Let, let's reinvent the wheel here and let's figure out what what works. Like, let's use that as our opportunity to figure out, okay, yep, yeah, this doesn't work. Let's try something different. It's just a continuation of like, of being able to problem solve. And and that's, I, I like how you put it, that continuation to be able to problem solve. Uh, because it sounds like that's just something that you have to always not just practice, but it's always developing. Is, is that is that what you, what you feel about it? Yeah. I, 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 Man, like I, I don't, I don't even know how to put into words that. Like, my reaction to that is, man, like you got me stumped, bro. Yeah, like, I know, I'm, yeah. I'm speechless yeah, right now. You got, you got ice cold. You got ice cold bro. up in here. You got ice cold. Yes. No, but, but I, I think because you brought such a good point, and it just kind of like it reiterated in my mind like a lot of the things of like kind of from thus far like all the uh, the, the the stories and all the, the problems and all the things that I've been able to to hear and 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 observe and analyze like as a as a therapist it's like you know for me that's why something that I really use a lot and and I like to take that and and put it like as a story Right. Yeah. Use that that narrative perspective. Right. Um, use that as the storyline and and like look at it from like different you know from different areas. Like okay, well, well, what else does this mean? Right. This failure, kind of like you put it. Like what else? What else is it telling us? Mm -hmm. Like what what were the strengths in this and what were the areas that need to be worked on? Okay, good. So let's change the story a little bit. Let's, let's, what do we, what do we change? It's your story. It's your story. What do you feel about that? About like the storyline and like sometimes the story that we write ourselves about our own lives. And uh, I think if we're, if we're speaking just from like a personal standpoint, Like, there's so much growth that I've had to do simply because I failed. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have known how to grow. You know what I mean? If I didn't, didn't mess up somewhere. If it wasn't those failures, right? Um, and and to be honest, without sharing any any too much, too many, too many details or anything like that, bro, like, and, and for all intents and purposes, I failed my very first session as a trainee. Failed, man. <laughs> it was it was a hot mess. I'll tell you that, and I'm I'm gonna kind of leave it at that. But it was a hot mess. But but I never would have known how to. <laughs> How to um, how to handle that kind of failure, 
if it didn't happen. Man, that's crazy. That you saying that kind of took me to like my first session, and that makes me want to ask, hey, to all those listening, right? If you're a therapist or, or like you know you we're talking about this, it's like think about when was your first session and how did that go? You know, <laughs> it's like how how did it go, right? Oh man, man, the pressure was real, wasn't it? Hmm. How'd you, how'd you, uh, recuperate from it? <laughs> I realized that, um, I had no idea what I was doing and my supervisor was the one that was like, you know what? Hey, you tried an intervention you realized it didn't work. Now you can turn around and try something else. Because remember, <laughs> we're in practice, right? We're practicing registered associate marriage and family therapist right we're practicing what does practicing mean you are pretty much exploring right exploring yes, yes you're continuing to develop your skills like no no matter what even when you're a, a practicing licensed marriage and family therapist all that means is that you passed a few extra tests you got you know your license that says hey California, I could do this on my own without somebody mm -hmm. telling me what I did wrong. Yeah. But you're still practicing. You're still learning. You're yeah. still learning how to, how to be better. And I, I, I love that about this position. Like, I, I'm going to tell you right now, bro. Did you know that as associates, you can start taking classes for certifications that you want? As really? an associate, you don't have to wait till your license. The biggest thing is like if you do something like EMDR or neuro um, and biofeedback, anything like that, you just have to be licensed to be certified. Uh -huh. But you can be an, a practicing registered associate marriage and family therapist. It's such a that, that, that's such a mouthful, man. Um, <laughs> who is EMDR trained wow. or uses EMDR principles? Like you can word your your stuff like that and still be within compliance of like advertising. Mm -hmm. You just can't be certified until you're licensed. Anybody listening that that is a associate at the point, I, I just want you to know that. Like, I, I want to share that little tidbit of information that I learned recently. That is some good stuff, man. Uh, that's some very good, valuable information because, yeah, like I didn't I didn't think about that. I mean, I've thought about that, but like, yeah, like you probably have to wait like your license and stuff, but. Now knowing that, like as an associate, you can start getting on the move. That's pretty cool. Bro, you could get all the steps done to be ready for certification. You just have to be licensed. Uh -huh. And and I know I know we started this this um, podcast just talking about you know where we're at and everything, but just a, a little a little information for you, Mark. I don't know if you knew, but you know, when we come up for our registration next next year, we have to take the law and ethics exam, right? Yes, sir. Did you know you don't have to pass it? Um, I know that you could fail it, but you have to register again, right? Or you have to retake yeah. it? Or how does that yes. work? In order for us to renew our mm. associates, we just have to um, have taken the law and ethics exam. Uh, of course, we have to pass it. We all want to pass it, bro. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That is one, one exam that I'm a little nervous for. Uh-huh. Um, not saying that I do anything unethical or unlawful. Let me just take that out of there. Like I don't, 
I just the way that they word those questions, and I know you know this from our, our comps exam. Yeah, like the way that they word those questions, you miss one word in there, and you could be answering something completely different. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's crazy. Thinking about that test, I'm like, okay, our comps. I'm like, I honestly can't believe I passed it, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, what saved me was that? That low curve, bro. Oh, my God. I don't know how I passed it because personally, I feel like I didn't remember anything. But I guess after that much study that I was actually doing and thinking, you know what, I'm I can't remember all this. I can't remember this, but I don't know. Something, something clicked because I passed. But it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I did something right. So, like thinking about that, like you say, the law and ethics exam. I'm like, well, you're right. Let's let's get that hope. Well, I did it once. I passed the test once. So, <laughs> I, I have faith and I believe that I'll be able to pass another test again eventually, if not the first time. <laughs> At some point, man. At some point, <laughs> I, I will tell you, man. I, I, I. <laughs> that comps exam stressed me out too. I don't know how I passed. <clears throat> if it wasn't for that that low curve, you know, we might be having different conversations right now. <laughs> God bless America, or God bless the Board of Behavioral Services. <laughs> God bless BBS. Yes. Oh man. All right, so Mark, you are. Let's see. So you have your associate numbers now. You have your your position where you're gonna grow for the next however long. Um, you're gonna have your first intake pretty soon. Tell me, man, what's next? What's next for you? So, like, you know, kind of with with that, like, kind of just let me see. I'm trying to bottle, trying to get that all together. It's like to me, like. Thing that I, I just want to say and I want to talk to those hopefully you know that, that we have like students and people that are in the study that are that are hearing us and that are listening to this is like it's amazing because it's a journey right that when we start like when you start this in this field like studying and like this is what I want to do one day or this is what I think is going to happen right it's beautiful because after all that part of like school Classes and then you get into like the, the real, real life hands on. You're in the field and everything happens. It's like something's changed. Some feelings and some emotions change. You mm. know, not in itself of like the job or maybe some about the job itself, just, just differently. You know, you look at it different, you know. And like for me, I mean, I always was kind of like a little like thinking about like, you know, just shooting straight to like, one day, just like, okay, having my own practice and all that stuff, you know, but that's good. It's good to have these long-term goals and everything, but, you know, like, in the here and the now, short-term goals, you know, now my living situation, um, the life I live with family and everything, I'm appreciating that so much more, and I want to be able to, to have that and appreciate that and not allow this job to take over my life, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to say it to say it nicely, right? So, like, I love this job. Don't get me wrong; I love it. I love doing it, though. When you know, when I'm working, you know. But I want to be able to have that, and my my goal and my focus is to um, continue here where I'm at. 
do all my hours, you know, and then uh, God willing, do that the license, you know. I mean, obviously, first pass the the law and ethics, and then move on to that next one to get licensed, and you know, just during that time, just enjoy this part, this season of you know, kind of like the associate where you still don't have all that responsibility or a lot more, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, and then, you know, once you get licensed, we'll see, we'll see what doors open. Hey, but the money, the money's looking good though. So, you know, <laughs> hey. Hey, he can't say nothing else but that, bro. Money's looking good. No, hey. and, and I, I completely, I, I feel where you're coming from. The hardest, the thing I, I resonate the most with, I, I gotta say that is not allowing this job to take over my life. Not yeah. saying that I don't love the job, like you said. Not saying that I don't want to wake up and do this every day, which I do. But to make sure I establish a work-life balance. Yes. And I think that's part of the reason, like, I moved my my office into uh, my garage, right? I read, read outfitted my garage for an office. Uh-huh. Um, the moment I walked through that garage door back into my house, man, that, that's, that threshold was where I, I cut off the therapist yeah. part of me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's difficult, man. And I'm gonna say it's difficult because, like, to do this job, you have to kind of love it, or maybe not love it, but you got to really like it, or like really enjoy what you're doing to be able to not just do this job, but to last in this job, right, in this field. And then I think to me, one of the things I look at is like. There's so much you'll you'll never stop growing in this field, you know, mm-hmm. like intellectually, like information, um, you know. There's just so much that you'll never stop learning, right? There's always something else to learn. There's always something new to to do, right? So you kind of have to adapt a little bit. So doing that, what you're talking about, and separating and being able to like down put the put the books down put your mind into this uh therapy and psychology world put it down and just live your life sometimes mm-hmm. it gets a little it gets a little you know because this is still part of our life you know it's like ah, i don't know it's hard sometimes of course man it's like how do you how do you turn it off sometimes like, I think that's been my biggest struggle over the last year is how do I honestly walk through the door and turn it off and just be Marco, who's the husband and the father, and not Marco, the AMFT, APCC, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Shifting those those identities, right? Yeah. Shifting those. Yeah, it's it's difficult, you know. And I mean, for us, you know, we're 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 new in this journey, you know, we're new on this. There are some that have been in for a minute or two, you know, that have been able to to work that out, you know. And the ones that I've talked to, it's like it's it, it's always a continuous challenge. <laughs> Or you get some of those that have been doing this for so long that that's just, that's their identity. That's who they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
to be able to kind of do that. You know, here at, at the facility where I work at, right, they have like a motto of kind of like, um, they put it as like a nine to five, right? After five, try to shut it off, you know, just drop it. Well, at least here. I mean, if you're working from home, that's mm. a little different. But here at the facility, just that mindset that like at five, that's it. Close it up, no more, right? Just to be able to disengage with that. I think this idea kind of carries on sometimes uh, when you're at home and when you're working and doing stuff, that you have the ability to do that, right? So I think that's what it does. It empowers you to be able to understand and know that if you put a time or either it's okay, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I think that that's the biggest um, benefit of working for somewhere that has a set schedule for you, right, is that you can say, okay, yep, 5 o'clock, I'm done. I ain't bringing this home with me. I've had it, you, you know, it's all over. With private practice, man, it's a little different of a beast. It's like um, trying to figure out what my schedule is and when I want to schedule clients and when my cutoff is and when, you know, everything else has been such a, a challenge lately. Because mm. it's like, you know, I don't have a set time. Like, I can work yeah, you know, 9 to 9 if I really wanted to. I could work 8 to 5 if I want to some days. Uh-huh. In order for me to take some clients in, in order for me to to reach certain populations, I have to be available after four sometimes, you know, to produce, huh? That's uh-huh. interesting. And and it's like it's like those those jobs where you work only commission, you know, you only get paid when your client shows up. Uh huh. Makes it tough. It makes it tough for. For me, I feel like that there's the part of me that's like, you know, it's tough to justify not working this hard right off the bat because I want to build my business. And then there's a part of me that's like, it's hard for me to justify spending all this time to do something like this and missing out on time with my my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, you're bringing up such a great point. And like... I, as, as you're saying that, dude, it's like, it's different. Cause I mean, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like even though we're the same in the same field, I feel like it's just, we're just like different types of breeds now, you know? Uh, and when I say breeds, I mean, it's like, you're, you're bringing out a very good point, like working like that in private practice and working outside of kind of like the, you know, and not working for the Department of Mental Health and not answering to the Department of Mental Health like that. And, you know, working with insurances and, and working with, you know, it's, it, it must definitely be just a whole different type of lifestyle, right? Like as a therapist. I mean, yeah, I, you know what? I love the fact that, like, the way that the way this is being treated, I still have my supervision. I still have like my support from my from my supervisor, but like it's it's very much my private practice. And any time that I that my supervisor refers to like my clients or anything like that, the revolving the business, it's always okay. How's Marco's private practice doing? How many 
clients is Marco's private practice doing it? It's like, it's really that that whole ownership. Like, this is my business. I don't have anybody really to to answer to, huh? Except myself and my supervisor, of course. Like when she she asked me for an update, I better be like, "Bo, <laughs> I got this client, this client, this client. This is what's going on. This is what we're working on." You know, but like, for the most part, like I'm not. I don't have somebody breathing down my back about you know. Okay. I need you to get, you need to be done with your 40th client right now. You need to be done with that. And you know, it's within five, 10 minutes. Yeah. I got a note taken. I got to make sure that I, I document everything that I do, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot less stress on that side. But then on the flip side of that, man, it's like, if client don't show up, I don't eat. Uh-huh. Like if it wasn't for my other job right now, if a client didn't show up, I wouldn't be eating. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, you have a lot of, like, benefits, a lot of good things and a lot of things, right, That, but but that point is it's, it's a big one. So on top of that, on top of being a great therapist, right, on top of being uh, a great at your, at, your, at your skillful in your art of therapy, it seems like you have to also have to have kind of like a, a business type of, like, mentality type of thing, right? Yeah, I I would 100% agree with that. And I think that's why the reason, like, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to grow my private practice. And I might have, you know, a total caseload of, like, let's just say I want to have, like, 50 clients. But, like, I only really see 30 a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, something along those lines. But I have those those extras just in case somebody doesn't show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody wants to stop. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I I just had an opening on this week for the schedule. Boom, boom, boom. Let's let's get you in here or, you know, something along those lines. But like at the same time, it's it's making me think that, okay, if I do open my own private practice or if I, you know, decide to open a group practice with people. But I'm going to have somebody that handles the business side of everything. Yeah. The thing I want to worry about is um, my clients. And whether or not they showing up. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's you know, this, this billing thing is tough. It is. <laughs> it is. It's so funny. Being introduced to all this other, right? Because they don't really talk about this stuff at school. You know? They don't. It's interesting, though. Now, you, now that I'm saying that and now that we're talking about this, it's interesting that I don't recall much of this being talked about. You know? Or just, hey, I guess... You'll learn as you go, right? <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think what they they focused on for school was like, how do you be a therapist and how do you go work for uh, a nonprofit or a corporation or something like that? And that, nothing about like, hey, if you want to have, you want to start a private practice, this is what you got to learn. <laughs> I think they need a course course for that for maybe not not in the program itself, but like. Need to offer it as a uh, what do they call them the the CEUs the continuous education units. Uh huh. Yeah, that that would be pretty interesting. I mean, because it's like it's 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 necessary. You know, it's like it is necessary um, to have that. Because I mean, I, you know, for me, I gotta I'd be asking at least a minimum of like fifty questions a day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that I'm very foreign to. Yeah. 
Hey, the therapy though, I'll tell you what, bro. Therapy. Ah. Ooh. You know, I still mess up, but you know, I'm just maybe exaggerating a little bit. But you know, I'm comfortable. The therapy, I'm comfortable. <laughs> Everything else, all this paperwork, all this other stuff, bro, I am foreign to. I feel like I'm going to class, going to school all over again. Right. All the assessments and everything else that I'm running into, bro, it's just like, ooh, I was not prepared for this. But you know what? This is a damn good learning opportunity. It's a damn good place to start. This is yeah, for sure. And I, I love, I love the fact that it's like we're getting paid to do this, and we're not paying to do this. Yes, 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 yes. Although I think it's a little bit uh easier for you with that, you know, that, that steady paycheck, bro. But uh, man, uh, hey, don't worry, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll survive. I'll, I'm still gonna eat, bro. No, no, no. I, I can stand to lose a couple pounds for sure. It's a. <laughs> Dude, it's it's amazing though, because like I mean, I hear you and I and I feel like what you're saying and, and has so many points. But see, the other upside to it is in you being able to do that. You see, my paycheck is the same. It won't it won't really grow that much. It won't do anything. Now we take your paycheck and to what level you can take yours is a whole different. You know, it's a whole different beast. Oh. So I think. That's part of like I, I guess what you didn't really mention because you don't want to brag about it, but private practice, yeah, right? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. There, there's a chance for me to 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 have some weeks where I might have a low paycheck, and the next week I might have like all 30 clients show up, and I'd be like, "Hey, we making money," but you know, yeah. Um, but that that's that's the risk with it. You know what I mean? It's like. Huh. It's just like like being a commission salesperson. You got to go out. You got to hit the pavement. You got to go drop your business cards everywhere you can. You got to make pamphlets and flyers and all this other, you know, expense stuff. Get your name out there. Get, get I mean, I'm, I'm being provided clients and everything, man. But it's like, okay, you're only getting this amount of clients. Now you need to go get that business for yourself. How uh-huh. are you going to do that? How are you gonna go out and, and reach the population that you want to reach? Trust me, man. I, I got I got business cards coming in. I got little uh the little business card stand holders. Found them for like I think it's like sixty four for thirty bucks on uh Amazon. I'll be going to every business, be like, yo, let me put my business cards right here. I already got the holder. I already got some cards. Boom! I'll come check it in um two weeks and see if I got to refill that for you. You're right. You got that going, right? Hey, I gotta, I gotta. I'm almost at the point where, like, I'm gonna start going door to door, be like, "Hey, excuse me, do you need a, a therapist? Excuse me, do you need a therapist?" <laughs> yes, sir. Right? I mean, bro. Next thing you know, you're gonna have an overflow. You're gonna have an overflow. You're gonna have to have to be looking for for some some people to join the team, huh? Bro, and, and trust me, man. If that's what it comes to, I have in in the private practice that I'm working for, we have like. Six very, very competent therapists in there that are just starting out as associates. I'll be like, you know what? Let me share the role. Let me help you out here because I know you're going to give it back to me at some point. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely. 
For sure. But what I mean, that listen, this was interesting because we didn't really talk about bringing this up, but you know, but I think it is a pretty good point that we're going to be able to bring here to the table two different aspects, two different sides of of practice, you know, as therapists. Yeah. One from, you know, just kind of like the regular, you know, kind of like typical, you would say, maybe, you know, kind of like a salary based versus kind of like the, the entrepreneur, kind of like the, the private, right? The kind of like being out there. I think we're gonna be able to bring to the table two different sides, you know. Definitely the job's still the same. It's just the way you attack the business at this point. Mm-hmm. Gotta stay hungry on this side, man. For sure. And I think that could be something beneficial uh for those listening, you know, for those that whatever it is that they're getting from this, you know, kind of like to be able to hear from those two different sides. Yeah. You know, to make it maybe a little easier to see which one they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me scare you away from private practice. Please don't. Uh, yeah, because it is, it is, you know, I mean, everything in, in everything. I mean, there's a, it's a give and take, you know, some things, yes, some things, no. And it's just that you can't have it all. You can't have everything, right? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. For sure, my brother. So definitely, you know, kind of coming down to that to that point, you know, kind of like uh, approaching the, the end of this uh, beautiful conversation, this podcast that, that we're running, you know. Uh, Marco, to you, your heart. When we talk about it, do we hit each other up? Hey, let's get this done. Let's 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 set up a time. Let's coordinate so we can set the podcast. To you, what is it that that stands out in your heart, in your mind, about doing this podcast? Like, why why do you do it, bro? I mean, there's two reasons I do it, and to be honest, there's one. One is is that business part of me, right? It's that part that says my name's on this podcast. It reaches some viewers. It reaches some people. And those people know, hey, I'm an associate marriage and family therapist out of Riverside, California. Just so you all know, you know, I'm in Riverside. If you're looking yes, for sir. somebody uh, or if you know somebody who's looking for somebody that, 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 hey, I've heard this dude. I know he's a human. There's no bad, you know, there's <laughs> at least some some part of like transparency there, you know, um, to help me drum my business. Like that, that's the that's the business part of it. Why do it? The other part of it is because I, I truly believe that when we're doing this, Mark, you and I, this was something that we were called to do together, that this was something that that you want to call it fate, you want to call it destiny, whatever you want to say. This was our medium to reach people, to to give back, to share our experiences, to, to de-stress and, and vent and you know, detoxify our lives in this way and stay connected, you and I, as yeah. like even if we go weeks without actually phone call, text message, whatever it is, we, we know that once a week we're on here, we're giving to our viewers, we're we're having real conversations, we're talking about whatever you know comes up on in our, our mind. Cause I mean, we had a plan for this episode and it kind of went that way for a little while and then boom, tangents. We lost in thought, like everything just kind of happened. And, and that's that's the purpose of this is just to be real, just to talk. And I think that's why I keep doing it, because I, I just love the fact that it, it's it's a good medium for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Not definitely, man. I, I, I agree with you, dude. You know, for myself as well, you know, this is, it's, it's not only for myself, like the, uh, the, the, this gives me that feeling of validation, mm-hmm. you know, this gives me that feeling of like, you know what, like everything that you've learned and that you're experiencing and that you're doing, um, not only do we do you take it here into the into the session room and, and you have it in in there, but like there there's more to it, right? So there's there's more to like your purpose. And when you say that, right, kind of like, you know, how like we connected and how this happened and how this podcast we're still pushing and we're still we're still doing it, you know, we're still moving forward. That it's become something that's like is not just like just a podcast this is more of kind of like something that that we're developing and we're doing together and you know like you hear you say that kind of like that your name is on there right and like this is this is you talking and and others can hear you and i think that's a beautiful part of it that you know when we're planting seeds when we're doing things when we have stuff that one day um somebody listens and, and hears this and, and it helps them or one day we like look back and, and we kind of like uh, have our kids listening to these things right like you know it's like there's just so much more that, that what the eye can see to this you know and that to me is it's a thrill you know that to me feels good because I don't know what this is doing or what's gonna do but I know it's gonna do something <laughs> you know yeah definitely Definitely. I, 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 I could not have said it better, Mark. Yeah, right, for sure, man. Definitely. So my bro, so here we go, man. I think that's gonna, gonna be for, for this session, you know, again, just kind of, uh, bro, close it out, man. You got the, you, you got the, I, I feel you got the groove today. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, just, to everybody listening, thank you so much for coming in, for sitting down, relaxing, letting us talk. Uh, we hope to, that you enjoyed the show with us today, and, and we wish you nothing but the best going forward. And our next episode is dropping pretty soon, so be ready to tune in. Yes, sir. Take care, y'all. Blessings. Be good. <laughs> All right, bro. Sweet. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this podcast are their own and not necessarily representative of any therapeutic interventions or clinical expertise. The conversations that follow are real and unscripted. The views expressed by the guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply any endorsement of them.